Good morning. My name is Al. It was November 15th, 1981. It was a Sunday night. And um, I said, okay, Jesus, I'm willing to try this. I'm going to try and follow you. And the person that was standing uh, next to Carol and I said, uh, Tuesday night, come to our house. And, uh, and we did. Um, I don't know why. Uh, we didn't know anybody in, in this church. Uh, we were not churchgoers. And um, we just decided to go do it. And um, so we went. And that started our journey in home groups. It was a particular kind of home group. Uh, it was particularly a Bible study. Uh, they shared about uh, Jesus. They shared scripture. They prayed for each other. And we would go back every so often. And we find ourselves going back all the time. And now it's been 30 years. And we have been in maybe 20 home groups and have, uh, you know, within two, within two months, we were in another home group. So we were in two home groups at the same time. And within two years, we were leading a home group. And, um, and now uh, it's, it's just the way we have worked out our Christianity. And I would encourage all of you that in relationship with other Christians is how we work out our Christianity and find out who Jesus really is and what he does in our life. How many of you have been sitting in the seats and want to raise your hand when a preacher is speaking? You know, I have a question. I didn't get that. Or uh, I don't have a clue what you're talking about. This doesn't make any sense to me. Or you feel like you have a dumb question. You know, in a, in a life group, it's small. We can exchange information with each other, and it's safe. You can, it's safe. You can ask the dumb, what you think is a dumb question. What you'll find out is everybody else in the room has the same dumb question. And, and then we, we, sh we open up the scriptures, and we find out what the real answer is. Um, You know, we're all hungering for love, acceptance, and forgiveness. And uh, in a small group is where you're going to find it. Um, we're all hungering to see the power of the Holy Spirit. In a small group, you're going to experience the power of the Holy Spirit. You can learn to pray and see God work. In a large setting like this, it's a little intimidating. But when someone comes up to you and says, or when we break into a prayer time and, uh, and you're really put on the spot, you learn how to pray. I remember the first time I had to pray for someone, this guy, young guy, I was 38 when I got saved. This guy was probably 23 and his dad just had died. And two of us were praying for him. I thought, oh my gosh, what do I say? And, uh, and you know, the words just come out of your mouth. I would have never got that opportunity on a Sunday morning, but I got it in a small group. You know, we have um, had incredible experiences in, in, a, in, a, in a group. We have seen children born. We have buried friends. We have 
seen people healed of all kinds of stuff. We have seen God work. And I don't know if I could, uh, if I would want to continue on with just Sunday morning and not do a small group. When we moved to San Diego, uh, where's that clock? When we moved to San Diego, we didn't know a soul. And we went to a church, and we, we visited quite a few churches. But one of them, we felt like, you know, this is not right for us, but they have a lot of small groups. So we went to that small group, and we said, we have no plan to ever be part of this church, but we need a small group. Will you have us? And they said yes. And we were in that group for maybe six months, six or eight months. They loved us to pieces. They did everything to talk us into going to that church. But we didn't feel like God was saying, this is where I want you. But he wanted us in that small group. And we found a home there for six months that we needed because we were isolated. We didn't know anyone in San Diego. You know what? This building has a tax deduction. All of you that are going to give today will get some tax consideration from it. The government, lawyers, the world is trying to take down crosses. They're trying to stop prayer. They are trying to do everything they can to get God out of their lives and our lives. Could be that we won't be able to meet like this. The price to do places like this could be out of sight. But you know what? If we're all in small groups together, they can't stop us. They cannot stop us. You know, in China, they try to kill the missionaries. They try to throw all the pastors out of the country. But their small groups, their underground church, they were healthier after the persecution than before it. That could be America. We don't know. Bottom line, Carol and I have learned to follow Jesus in a small group. And we thank him. We give him all the glory for it. Thank you. What I'd like to do now is ask all the, small, the uh, life group leaders to come up. And we're going to talk a little bit about the life groups that are available. So come on up, everybody. Um, we are pressed for time, so we're not going to get an opportunity to hear a lot from everybody, but we're going to get a chance to talk to a few different people. Uh, as I said in the first service, I would be in probably big trouble if I didn't start with my wife, so I'm going to give to Barbara first and let her start. <laughs> I really don't have that much power. How many people in here feel any kind of anxiety over money? Or I should say, who doesn't? There's probably not many hands that would go up. And I think God knew how challenged we would be by money, and that's why he put two, over 2,000 verses in the Bible on how to deal with money. So my small group will be dealing with kind of A to Z on finances. We'll be handling the debt side because I know that's a big challenge in today's world. So I've teamed up with two great resources that will help individuals come up with a concrete, immediate plan they can work with on uh, reducing their debt and perhaps even being able to renegotiate mortgages. And then we'll also be handling more of the going forward side of finances on how do I get ready for retirement? How do I make my budget meet? How do I get my kids or my grandkids through college? 
how do I understand the, the ups and downs of the stock market? And do I need life insurance? Do I need a will? Do I need a trust? So we'll go through all the nuts and bolts and the basics on personal finance. But be there in a small group to encourage each other, but still maintaining the, the privacy that tends to go with money also. Thank you. And one of the more spiritually, I don't know, sound, I think, small groups is Chris Dudek is going to be handling it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Well, let me start it off by just playing. Oh, I like this guy. Are you ready for some football? Yeah. <laughs> my Jesus, but we yeah, yeah, yeah. My life group is probably the easiest one to join because you don't join. You show up Monday night, 5:15 or after for Monday night football. Um, we just hang out. It's for guys. Um, primarily, but we had a, a gal sign up earlier this morning, so gals are welcome as well. I highly encourage teenagers to come to this to help bridge the gap uh, as they're going through the challenging times of adolescence. I already have guys that don't go to this church that want to come here, so bring your friends, Christian, non-Christian, whatever. Let them witness how we can all enjoy fellowship and time together. There'll be food, so you don't need to bring anything. I would appreciate, you'll see, is this too loud? You will see my uh, email address if you plan on coming on Monday. If you could email me, hopefully on Sunday, so I can make preparation for the food. But we're just going to hang and have a good time, so... Uh, first one is Monday night. It's not the first Monday night. It's the second one, the 19th, St. Louis Rams against the Giants, and it will be in the cafe. So please come and join us. We're going to have a good time. Thank you. See, you know, there, well, maybe this is a football analogy. Whole, life groups can be a holy huddle, right? I mean, they, they can be that. But what they don't have to be at time. Yeah, they don't have to be this stodgy thing. You know, this, oh, we got to look into the Bible. By coming together and doing something together, we may be doing individually anyways, we're going to discover people and discover each other and discover what's going on. And Chris is an excellent for doing that. We've known Chris for many, many years, and he has been that kind of person who is willing to just say, come on, let's get together and do something. And that changes people's lives. Uh, Julie, can you talk about a prayer? Good morning. Do you like to get up early in the morning? I am someone who doesn't. However, I do like to get up and pray. We've just finished our 21 days of early morning prayer at 6 a.m. That will be continuing on on Thursday mornings. Um, in Ephesians, it says, the Apostle Paul says to the believers, ever since I heard about your strong faith, I never stopped praying that the revelation of God, of who he is and of his great love and his glorious power, um, that it would continue to grow in you. And so that's the reason I like to come here to the church on um, Thursday mornings. I invite anyone to come. I'll turn up the worship and praise music, and um, we go from there. Thank you. Thank you very much. Great. The 21 days, I've only had the chance to come to two of the 21 days because I don't get up early in the morning, unfortunately. And, uh, and, but they're powerful times of coming and just being quiet before the Lord. And it's a great, another great opportunity to kind of hear what's going on in that. Amanda, would you mind sharing about it? I'm 
Hoping you aren't going to pick me. <laughs> so we all know there's no telling what's going to come out of my mouth. <laughs> so my husband and I have decided to do a marriage life group. Um, I know that sounds shocking that men and women don't really understand each other, but apparently that's true. And um, our group is about the seven desires of the heart. Every person has these seven desires. If I would have um, been a better student, I would say all seven of them. But I do know a couple, like um, to be heard and loved and accepted or just a few of them. And so our study is kind of going through that and um, the benefit on your marriage and just relationships in your life when those seven desires are being met within you and when you're meeting them and someone else. So it'll really help, you know, communication and just um, knowing your spouse better and getting along. But it, I think it'll also benefit in every area of your life with your kids, to your friends, to your um, spouse. So we'd love to have you on Thursday nights, and we'll have child care too. So. Thank you. That's one of the saddest things is sitting here today are marriages that are in trouble and marriages that have hurts and have wounds in them. None of us are immune to that. Uh, Barbara and I can attest to that. There's been challenges in our life. And have it, had it not been for the, the love of people that have surrounded us, I don't know where, where we would be. Don't think you're alone in marriages. If you have something that you, you want your marriage to be stronger, reach out to these two. They have a heart for your marriage to be as strong as anything you could ever imagine. And that's what Jesus Christ wants. And that's what's on their heart. So please consider that. Don't let those things lie dormant. They're not dormant inside of you. Don't let them lie hidden inside of you. You're not alone. And I just want you to know that as you go through that. Randy, can you share about a men's group that we're doing? Thank you. Um, a couple of years ago, I was sitting right over in that section. Beware, people. God picked on me and said, I want you to start a Bible study. No, um, no God, not, not me. Not me. And then he says, it's going to be at 6 o'clock on Monday mornings. Uh, really? <laughs> That's going to go over well. So I, I told uh, Susan Barth, who, who's the church lady here, about it. And two days later, she calls me, I've got four knuckleheads that want to join your group. Really? <laughs> and it's just grown. It's been a blast. Um, we do a little study uh, out of a little uh, study book, 10 questions for guys. It's real simple. You know, one, one uh, gentleman told me, if you're good, you can do it in a half an hour. If you're really good, it takes you a week. So, <laughs> so anyway, we're, we'll, we'll be studying Acts. Uh, it's a 16-week long thing. I don't know how that's going to break up through the year, but we're really excited to do that. And um, I own, Dave, Barth, and myself are going to be starting up a new men's study on Wednesday evenings from 7 to 8 as well. So you, you want to talk about that? Uh, yeah, that's one of the things that really came out of that was uh, a group called J220, and it's a group of people who have decided they would like to help out in the out in the world, help serve people, and uh, do different projects, paint, move, do all kinds of things. And these guys have organized a lot of service events out there. We just finished one in Escondido for a lady that doesn't go to this church, doesn't go to church. And she just was so touched by the love of God that something came up in her life, and she prayed to God for one of the first times in a long time, and he answered her prayer in a very powerful way. Uh, you change lives by going out and helping people. We don't go out and beat them up with the Bible. We go out and clean up their yards. We go out and paint houses. We go out and move furniture. But what's really cool about that is that small group, although I'm not part of the 6 o'clock in the morning one, 
by going out with Randy one day and helping somebody we really like, really like to help here at the church, we got to go and spend a couple hours in a car together. And I've known Randy for probably 20 years. We said hello to each other on the patio so many times. But in that time that we spent together, we um, really let each other into our lives. And we got to hear, he, I got to hear his stuff, he got to hear my stuff. And um, he wasn't trying to fix me. There wasn't, uh, I wasn't trying to fix him. We just got to know each other. Now when we say hi on the patio, we know each other. And it's a very, very different thing. That's the power of life groups. Is when you get involved like that, you start to know people and lives get changed because of that. So I encourage you to look at that as well as you go through. Um, would you guys like to say something about what's going on? Yeah. I'm hiding behind you. Sorry, you're so like, I'm so little behind you. I'm like, hey, hi. <laughs> um, I'm Amy. You guys were so excited. We have been meeting, our little group of moms has been meeting for over a year now on Friday mornings, and we have seen so many powerful things just happen in our little meetup time. We've never had anything scheduled. We've just been hanging out, and um, it's been awesome. And we've decided that you know, it's time for us to expand and to start discipling other people and just, you know, do the thing with some other ladies. So we are launching Coastline Mops. Mops is Mothers of Preschoolers. It's actually a national brand, kind of like Awana or those, those other kind of things um, that we have gotten a charter for. And we're going to start here. I think we have about maybe 20 moms or so signed up already. And we've got um, a Christian financial planner coming. We have a professional organization. Organizer, see, I'm not even organized. Professional organizer coming. Um, just a lot of fun stuff. We have Bunko Day. We're going to do Mom's Night Out. So if you can't meet on Friday mornings, if you're a working mom, come and see me. Give me your email so that you can at least come to our Mom's Night Outs and hang out with us. We're really fun. So, yeah. Good morning. I'm Casey. Uh, summertime, I just was feeling on my heart to start a young men's group. I just felt a need for it here. And, uh, was really desiring to have some true fellowship with some guys. Um, so anyway, we meet Tuesday nights at Starbucks over on El Camino and uh, La Costa right here. Um, kind of focused younger men, young dads, husbands. Um, and we just started going through this book, Habitudes. And it's basically taking leadership principles from the Bible. Um, and it's we're about three weeks, three or four weeks into it. And it's amazing. Um, it's real easy read and has some questions, um, and so our conversations, just, this is a great thing to use our, for our conversations because they just kind of take off and go places um, that we're hoping for. So anyway, come on out. Uh, we got about eight of us right now, um, and so just see where God takes it. So we're excited. Yeah, and um, try out any group. Give one a try, and if, it, if the time isn't right, it doesn't fit, and it's not going together, whatever, try another one. See what happens on that. But Casey and Amy are just two great, they're new people to the church, and they have just jumped in with both feet, and they're just, I mean, to have them both leading a group is fantastic. So consider what's going on with that. Nancy, would you share about a women's group? Good morning. Uh, I have a group that uh, meets together on Thursday mornings, 8.30 to 10.30. Uh, the reason this came about was God had just kind of laid on my heart that, the best kind of ministry for women is over coffee. So we call it God, the girls, and coffee. Uh, it's very casual. It's not structured. You're welcome to just drop in if you need prayer, if you need ministry. But God's word to me was um, 
we can't let his words just sit on the page. They need to come alive, they need to be in color, and we need to do what the word says. So it's my desire to listen to what God is telling me and get our feet going. You know, we don't, we do service, we do crafts, we have social events, um, but basically is we're accountable to each other based on God's word. We're growing in the spirit, the gifts of the spirit. Um, if Jesus did it, I want to do it. And the women that I associate, wanted, we want to be that. So uh, if you're looking for a place to be on Thursday mornings, uh, you're loved the minute you walk in the door. You can come in your pajamas, your workout clothes, we don't care, and there's always food. So join us. Thank you. Thank you. And I said in the first service, I don't know what this says about me, but I was asked, to, I was invited to go to their women's group last week, and it was like, okay, but it was awesome. It was an awesome time. This is a group who wants to know the love of Jesus and wants to take that out into the world, and Nancy, that's all of Nancy's heart, and she will help lead you in that direction as well. I'm running out of time, but Bob and Bob and, and Cindy and Tim and Sue was over here and Alan Carroll, they've got fantastic groups going on as well. They're all in here. I highly encourage you, go outside. There's going to be tables set up. Everybody's going to be out there after service. Talk to them about what's going on. Find the time that works for you. We really want to see you get involved because this is the way you're going to grow in Jesus Christ. What I'd like to do right now is kind of gather everybody together here, kind of come in real close, and let's pray for these leaders, they're taking a stand out, and we want to pray to release them into the power of what God's going to do. So if you would just reach out your hand toward them, let the power of God flow through you, and we say, Lord Jesus, we come to you, and we ask for your mighty blessing to be on these people's lives, Lord. Be on their houses, the places that they're going to be meeting. Open their eyes to what's going on. Bring the people into these groups, Lord, that are meant to be there, Lord. Bring in, connect the people that you want brought together through, through mops group, through uh, football, just women's groups, finance groups, all these various things that are going on and more to come, Lord. We pray for this connection to happen, a mighty connection. Lord, we pray for protection for these people. We pray for an anointing of Jesus Christ to be on them. We pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to lead them, to guide them, and to bring them to exactly the place where this body needs these people to be so that we can be released and set forward. Lord, thank you for the opportunity for these life groups, the season that's coming. Thank you for the leadership of Aaron and Amanda in this and for bringing a fresh wind of the Holy Spirit through something that is in, so important as life groups, Lord. Thank you for these people in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, right now we have an amazing opportunity to hear from a dear, dear friend of mine and of the church. Sue has been uh, part of this church from the beginning and before, and uh, she is one of these people who have just a tremendous anointing of God, but an amazing walk in humility with that. Um, you have to twist her arm to do things where she has to be in front of people like this. But if you get on with her one-on-one, -on -one, you're going to discover the power of God that resides in this woman and the power of God she will, God will draw out of you through her. Today she has some words for us about uh, what life groups mean, what the Bible says about life groups. Uh, help me in uh, welcoming my friend Sue.
we were laughing when I first was asked to give some messages maybe 10 years ago. I had somebody move the stand up here for me. I had, and now it's like, oh, Sue, just do it yourself. <laughs> you know, I was um, laughing because when you all hear from Aaron on Sundays, he's got a little itty-bitty stand with a little itty-bitty iPod. I'm 35 years older than him. I have a notebook. <laughs> It works for me. Well, good morning, Coastline. If you were here last week, you heard Aaron tell us that he was going to be away this week and that he had what he considered to be one of the best Christian speakers in the country coming to be with us this morning. But Hurricane Irene said no. He couldn't get out of the East Coast in order to fly into San Diego. So um, Friday afternoon, I got a little header on my email from Aaron that said, you're on. And I went, my word. So you get me this morning. I told... But I got to be honest with you, when he said that this was one of the most powerful speakers in the country, Christian speakers, and then I ended up doing it, I said, it's like these people coming this morning, ordering filet mignon and getting sloppy joes. So it's like, but it's okay. It's okay. It reminded me so much of a retreat that I was asked to speak at a few years ago, and it was that big Shadow Mountain church down in San Diego. And when I was talking to them about considering doing it, I said, can you give me just a little bit of complexion about who you are and who was your speaker last year? And they said, Billy Graham's daughter. (laughs) Yep, another sloppy Joe experience. (laughs) But despite the fact that our speaker this morning was reined in by a hurricane And I had just a day to prepare a message for this. And I am so not Billy Graham's daughter. God is going to accomplish this morning what his intention was to accomplish all along. And I know, Coastline, that beyond a shadow of a doubt, God's will for us at Coastline is simply to grow up in him. That's very simple. Grow up in him. And that requires some participation and some movement on our parts. The Sunday services here, I feel, have all the components necessary for our growth in Christ. They have great worship. They have deep prayer. They have strong biblical teaching. But I believe that one component is missing from this church on Sunday mornings, and that is we do not engage with each other in a meaningful way. We may say hi to one another on Sunday mornings. We might even sip some coffee together with somebody on a Monday morning, and then we go home. Coastline, that's called chatting, not connecting. That's chatting. It's more like, well, hey, hi, it's good to see you. Good morning. What a beautiful day. How are you doing? Great service in there, wasn't it? Well, bye-bye. See you next week. Is that, is that not basically what we do? And one of my favorite ones that I love to watch is, hi, how are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. How about you? How are you doing? Oh, I'm fine too. Well, every time I hear that exchange, I have an acronym that I love to use for the word fine, F-I-N-E, fouled up, insecure, neurotic, and exhausted. (laughs) 
true. It's true. We're all carrying stuff. We're fouled up, insecure, neurotic, and exhausted, no matter how good we look. I have a friend that has another acronym for it, and I like it. It's feeling isolated, needing engagement. Completely different, but same thing. Because you know what? That's the truth. We're not fine. It's really our hearts that we need something else. We have a recession threatening. We have a roller coaster stock market going on. We have unemployment. We have home foreclosures. We have struggling marriages. We have prodigal children. We have health issues. We have every natural disaster known to man going on at the same time right now. It's amazing. We have a world bubbling with wars, famines, violence, just amazing to watch. We are definitely, definitely fouled up, insecure, neurotic, and exhausted. And Coastline, we need each other. We need each other. The world is a very tough place right now. And if you try to do it alone, gut it out alone, the world is going to absorb you. It is. It has pitfalls, temptations, worries, and empty solutions. We need each other. Even Jesus surrounded himself with a small group of devoted traveling companions. He didn't need to do that. If Jesus desired small group intervention and fellowship, partners in prayer, how much more do we need it? I wanted a foundational biblical backup to the fact that I'm telling you we need each other. Because it's one thing to have a microphone and say anything you want, but you better be able to back it up by scripture. And I found it. It is in John 17. This is right before Jesus's death. And we find Jesus right before his death in all places in prayer for us for us. Now, here's a true confession from me to you, Coastline. If I knew that I was going to be arrested today and killed tomorrow, the last thing on my mind is you. I am going to be praying like a maniac that I will be okay or be able to go through it. But Jesus was praying for us. He was leaving current and future believers behind. He had our welfare in his heart. What amazing grace and mercy that he would be thinking of us right before he died. In the agony of his final hours, I want you to hear his heart. These verses in John 17 are titled or headed up, and they're called Jesus Prays for His Current and Future Believers and Followers. That's us. That's us. He was praying for us. And here are the concerns that he mentions that were closest to his heart for you. These desires in his heart are not found in an hour on Sunday. The requests that he asked for, the deep connection with others as Christians, that's not found on Sunday. Here is what he asks, and I took it from the uh, paraphrase called the message. Father, I have given them everything in your word, everything you ask me to give them. 
The godless world is going to hate them because they won't join in the world's ways. I'm not asking you, Father, to take them out of the world, but Father, please guard them from the evil one. My believers are no more defined by this world than I am defined by this world. Make them holy, Father. Make them consecrated, Father. Lead them in the truth. Make them of one heart and one mind. Let them be unified together as we are unified together. Let them be mature in oneness and give them, let them give this godless world evidence that you love me in the same way that you love them. You know what, Coastline? That's intimacy. That can't happen on Sunday. Hi, how are you doing? Wasn't that a great service? And bye-bye is not that. The kind of unity that it's describing here, that can't happen on a Sunday either. That kind of strength to stand up against the world, that cannot be attained just on a Sunday. We need each other. Pastor Aaron cannot listen to, address, and solve all of the problems at Coastline. And I bet you Amanda's going, amen, Sue, amen. He can't do it. Everyone wants to speak to the pastor, but they can't. He can't do it. But this whole united body of Coastline with individual giftedness, the heart of Jesus and the empowering of the Holy Spirit can address those needs because there are so many of us. And that kind of involvement and helping build up this church only comes when you're in a life group. You heard the list of new life groups that are starting. They are just waiting to welcome you, not other people, you. They're waiting to welcome you. They're waiting to walk alongside of you in your struggles, in your needs, in your spiritual growth, or just in meaningful friendships. If you have a preschooler and you're a mom that is not connected to other mothers, we can do that through our life groups. You heard about mops. I told the first group, I'm not real crazy about being known as a mop, but mop stands for mothers of preschoolers. So it's a wonderful thing for you to be involved in. Go sign up. If you need growth and direction with biblical financial information, you heard from Barbara. Barbara is a trained financial planner and advisor, and she can help you so much go sign up. We can do that for you. Having issues in your marriage and know for a fact that you need help, Pastor Aaron and Amanda are starting a new group just on marriage. We can help you with that. Go sign up after service. Want more information on the foundations of your faith? One hour before the first service every Sunday, Bob Ware, who is an incredible man of God and teacher, will be leading just one hour session before the 930 service on foundations of faith. Want to investigate the deep heart of Jesus with other women? We can do that. One study Wednesday morning, another study Thursday morning, and just starting this session, one for women who not, cannot come during the week will be held on Saturday mornings. We can do that for you. Want companions watching football? <laughs> I told him, 
I told him at the first service, the only companions I want is at the mall when football is on. Or other men and women getting physically fit in a Christian yoga group. We can do that. Go sign up on the patio today. How about a men's group that will rock your world with biblical truth and an outreach, a call to action out in the community? We can do that Monday mornings before you go to work. Coastline, we cannot navigate this world alone. Not possible. We cannot do it. We are all F-I-N-E. And we're not afraid to admit it. Don't hesitate to go out on the patio today and take that first move to sign up for a new life group. You will find that it is filled with other men and women who are also F-I-N-E. They want to walk with you in the strength and the healing power of Jesus Christ. God wants us together. He designed us for togetherness. We will explode in our faith life if you will make the movement to enter into a life group. It was one of the last things on Jesus' mind before he died. Guard them, Father, in the world. Make them holy. Consecrate them. Living in truth. Make them of one heart and one mind so that the godless will have evidence that you love them. I want to close with an amazing prayer that was on your 21 days of prayer that John wrote. He had no idea. When I got that call from Aaron saying, you're on, it was like, oh. And I looked at the closing prayer, and I thought, that's what we want. That's worth pulling together a message for Aaron in his absence. And this is what John wrote. So many things threaten our ability to grasp our God-given destiny. So many false teachings are out there for you to explore. But God, I want to know you better. I don't want to just know about you. I want to know you. Help my church connect me to others seeking the same thing in their lives. Thank you that Coastline wants that for me and for all who walk through our doors. And all God's people said, amen. Thank you, Sue. You know, there, when I talk with people, one of the main things that I hear from people's heart is loneliness. Time and time again, I hear people crying out for connection. The hardships of this world has made it so that it feels like we're doing, doing everything alone. Jesus prayed for our unity. We can't have unity if we're by ourselves. Aaron and Amanda have a, have a vision for this church being connected through life groups because they realize from a top down it cannot be done. People's lives can't be touched. Jesus Christ cannot be fully brought into the place he wants himself to be in our lives with two people trying to do it on their own. Life group leaders, they're not specially anointed in any way, shape, or form. They're just as fine and lonely as the rest of us. The only difference is they've heard a call and said, I want to be part of something bigger than myself. 
I want to be part of something that's going to connect us together this way so that we find our connection this way. That's what the cross is all about. So I'd like you to bow your heads with me right now and close your eyes. And I'd like you to think about those times you felt alone. And I'd like you to feel that emotion as it goes through, that that emptiness inside, that place in your heart that just feels void of life and sometimes of goodness. There are people that are feeling that right now because they're not connected with each other. They know Jesus, but they're not connected with each other. There are people that are feeling that right now because they don't really know who this Jesus is. I think this morning God is saying he's tired of us being alone. He's tired of loneliness being a part of our lives. And he wants to enter in in a way that maybe he's never entered in before. So right now with all heads bowed and all eyes closed, Lord, we just ask you to come in. And if you're feeling that right now, if you're feeling that loneliness and you're feeling you want that loneliness gone and you're feeling you want to take a stand for Jesus Christ, I want to ask you to raise your hands right now. Raise them up. Raise them up saying, I want to take a stand for Jesus. I want to take a stand knowing you, Christ. I want to take a stand believing in you. I want to take a stand banishing this loneliness in my life so that there is a fullness in my life that I can trust in, in you. Thank you for raising your hands. You can put it down. Sue had said it earlier. So many times our our plan B's are God's plan A. So many times in our life, we have a backup. We really don't want to go down that backup path because we had something so good planned. I was looking forward to hearing the speaker this week. But God said, no, I've got something else for you this week. I want you to follow me. I want you to be a little uncomfortable and walk into some places that you may not want to really go right now. That's happening in a lot of people's lives right now. Plan B's are coming out as God's holy intention for your life. Pray with me right now. Lord, I ask God, people have raised their hand and made it a, made a commitment, God, that they want to be with you, to have you inside them in such a way that loneliness is gone. Lord, by the power of Jesus Christ, we, we kick loneliness out and replace it with fullness in you. And Father, the rest of us were ordained to be here this morning for many, many different reasons. But God, the reason that I'm looking at right now is because your plan for us was to be here. So Father, since your plan was here, I'm, I've sensed that there is a fresh wind in these life groups. There's a fresh wind in coastline, Lord, to be connected to each other and to you. So Father, I ask right now, God, that you will just anoint us in a way that will make us move forward. Heed the calling in our life and respond to you, Jesus. We just praise you this morning. In Jesus' name.